All right, so I'm back in the cafe with my one of my favorite humans on the planet. Yay! <laughs> and it's been a long time since we kind of hung out, haven't it? It's been a while. It feels like that. It's only because we're used to seeing each other every single week that when we miss a week, it's like, whoa. I know. It, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay, cool. So what have you been up to in the Yeah, well, you can period? tell from my voice probably that I've been uh, under the weather. So I'm coming out the other side of a cold, which is like kind of fair enough and struck me down at the right time because right. I've had my kids and I've got nothing done so it was absolutely I haven't been teaching yoga in the evening either because we're on half term in the UK so um, yeah so, you've, so been, uh, you've, been, you've been doing uh, mom duties full time yeah mom duties mostly. and ignoring the fact that I have a cold which is what I do with colds mostly and uh, yeah alright that's no, good and I've been away traveling you have you've been jet setting jet setting doing my time over in Germany and, and such like do you have sauerkraut? Um, I no, but my <gasps> my big thing that I like when I go over there is the pretzels because they're good at yeah, making pretzels. Yeah, they as well. are oh, good with man. mustard. Oh, they have the best mustard. Yeah. So I yeah. had a, I had a pretzel at least twice a day. Okay. Because they have them at every meal. You can get a pretzel. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. That's like the baguettes yeah, in France. Man. So yeah. So I had that, and then my other thing is, uh, and I didn't realize this. I mean, I lived in Germany for three years, but one of my favorite meals is the Jaeger schnitzel. Okay. But it must be more. North Germany, because I was in southern Germany. Okay. And there was schnitzel all over the place, but no Jaeger schnitzel. Interesting. And I was like, man, all you need is a little gravy on this thing, but it must be, you know, a northern Germany, Interesting. mid Germany right, type right, thing. Right. But yeah, so. Okay. Um, and then, of course, enjoying enjoy my German beer, my Weiss beers, which I love, the wheat beer. Do you have much German? Do I know much German? Yeah. Nah, not really. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. Well, I mean, you were on the base. I was yeah. going to say, I lived there for three years, but. Um, yeah, I didn't learn it. I didn't pick up. I did live, you know, inside on the German economy and had a German landlord and all that thing. But again, once you always find that a lot of people want to practice their English, so they don't give you a chance to practice well, your to German. Well, to be honest, Germans are way better at English yeah. than, yeah, so, I know. Yeah. It's so true. Like only, in fact, places. I only had one encounter, and it was a florist in my little town of Gumbach that I lived in. I went in one time to get some flowers. You know, I'm speaking English, and she's just scowling at me. And, I, and, and she could understand me, but her words to me was, and it was the only English she spoke, when in German, speak German. And then she stopped. She stopped with her English, and I had to do everything in German then, which was good. Yeah. And she was right. But cool. Anyway, so here uh, we are. I could use a little sauerkraut. I should have ordered some. Uh, yeah, you should have. I would have, yeah, I would have brought I some back. My mother, um, whenever she would ask me, see, I was a very strange child. And whenever she would ask me what I wanted for dinner, that was my answer. And she was well, like, sauerkraut. That's Sour interesting. Yeah, I know. And I still yeah. love it. And she's like, Sarah, sauerkraut is not a dinner. I only like it on hot dogs or frankfurters. Oh, yeah. yeah well, you got to have yeah. them with sausage or that, something. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the only time I, I'll have the Actually, sauerkraut. Actually, no, I'll eat sauerkraut any time anyway. And now I'm obsessed with kimchi, which, of course, is hard to get around here, too. Oh, but yeah. I like, like the, the old kimchi. Spicy, spicy yeah. sauerkraut. No, anyway, good. make me hungry. Let's yeah. move on. I've All got right, my coffee. I'm good. That's why you're supposed to be talking actually, about coffee. <laughs> actually, yeah, okay, so this is sort of, it's, it's going to be a morphing conversation, but basically, um, I was at dinner the other night, and I escaped my house, went out with the girls to a friend's house, and one of my close friends is a nutritional therapist, so she was talking about this whole bulletproof coffee thing, mm. um, and although I hadn't heard of it, it's quite a sort of older thing now, I suppose, and the new, people here are trying to hack into like you know their biology and make themselves superhuman it's like old news but um 
this guy, Dave Asprey, is the, the reason why it came up in the conversation with, with my friend is that he has recently come out saying he's on track to live to 180. And mm-hmm. I was like, how do you, how are you like on track to live to 180? Like what, what happens if you get hit by a bus, man? Yeah. And she's like, well, that's not in his agenda. Ah. So I, I just was like intrigued. And how's he, how's he measuring this? Is it like some well, biometrics he's doing, that he has? Honestly, he's doing crazy stuff. Mm. And if you just need a little bit of entertainment, like I would absolutely recommend like yeah, Googling this. How would you know? You, can you hook yourself up to a machine and it'll say you based well, on I your... Well, I think... It, well, so one of the crazy things that he's doing recently, yeah. although I, th- I still think this article I read was like from 2017, but he's going under anesthesia to have... Oh, half a liter to a liter, I can't remember what they said, of stem cells removed from his hip mm. and then injected into all his joints and into his hair yeah, yeah. and into like everything. To, you know, so there's no science behind this in terms of like there's theoretical science, but right. this isn't like experiments being done and they know that this is something that's going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's doing the biohacking. But he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff with biohacking. He's doing stuff like one time he laid in ice packs because, you know, like sub-zero temperatures on the body are supposed to create resilience. And yeah. he's like, he's doing all this kind of stuff. I knew I you'd love it. it. Well, well, and actually, I, when I texted you, I was like, have you heard of this bulletproof coffee thing? Yeah. I, I just knew you were going to be like, yeah, I've done that years ago. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, the um, we used to have, in the, when I was a, a personal trainer in the gym we had, we had a Scandinavian ice bath. Um, oh, right. Yeah, so on that whole sort of theory of the, yes. you know, the cold water increases the elasticity of the skin, and that sort of thing. So you would go in the sauna and then immediately jump yes, in yes, the yes. ice thing. So, and will which which will feels Hulk, still Hulk? in the world of like naturalness. Yeah. Whereas I think he's taking it to an extreme, like. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. That um, Will Hoff is big into the sub-zero stuff, isn't he? Oh, okay. Have you seen any of his stuff? No, no. I mean, he is Mr. Cold Guy. Oh, okay. He's yeah, Mr. Yeah. Oh, this is just a, a tiny portion yeah. of what this he Dave Asprey is doing. He sits in his loincloth and just goes into like the arctic type environment with nice. just you know a pair of underwear on yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. he has this whole thing about your breathing will help you and we might have talked about him because oh well you it, can do that with pranayama yeah and, and it's all about yeah, yeah. Your, your your breathing and control yeah, yeah. of your brain and all that sort of stuff yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting but yeah so I, I like these biohackers i mean there's it's They're um, certainly entertaining well no definitely and i mean there's folks that are doing all sorts of things to hack the body which i think is pretty cool i know we talked about quantum uh, the quantify itself, which is a part of yeah. the whole sort of biohacking movement, so you can track all these things now with computers and like, which is why I was asking the question: Does yeah, he have yeah. a does he have a machine that he oh, can hook up that just reads probably his, his, he does. His, yeah. his biology and say, based off of your cells or whatever, estimate you can live. You're going to live to 180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested I mean, to find out if you could. Can you do that? I, I mean, have can, no idea. Can can we? You're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> what do I look like? I don't know. You, you <laughs> might have just seen it on the internet or something. No, no, I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, maybe I look more knowledgeable. Well, no, it's, it's, I'm sure you, you flick around on Flickr yeah, or it's true. Facebook and so, stuff like that. Well, so this, I haven't actually explained what Bulletproof Coffee is. So yeah, if yeah. you're like me and this is like a whole new thing to you, um, first of all, we're behind the times, especially for coffee lovers. Yeah, Am yeah. I, you're yeah. hearing me. Yeah. And... Um, so basically, the idea it's it's sort of like you can get like a bulletproof coffee down the you know with the the health the that little can gym. You? On the, yeah, this 
on the going back down to where you normally park your bike at. They make a good bulletproof coffee in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to go there. Yeah. And then we're going to report back. Yes, okay. I was going to make one this morning, and I was like, eh, do I? Okay, so here's, yeah. here's the reason. So bulletproof coffee is like part of this idea of the keto diet, right? Mm. So it's like high fat and low carbs kind of diet. And, um, and all kinds of sort of, I don't know, micro keto. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, there's lots of things that I couldn't pronounce and can't remember and stuff like that. But anyway, it's supposed to be important for brain function. So the idea is you get this pack of coffee that's like special, special coffee. And which I think it's, it's basically been proven that it's kind of just normal, but quite good quality coffee. And then, um, if you're tempted to do this at home and then you have, you add, once you've brewed it just in the normal way, you add like a tablespoon or two of butter yeah. And a tablespoon well, it's of... It's got to be grass-fed. Oh, grass-fed, right. Butter, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Grass-fed butter. And he has in his pack, so if you pay like $40 or whatever for his pack, then you also get um, this like brain oil or something. Yeah, because you're supposed to use coconut oil or the brain yeah, oil. So, so, like that, yeah, so, and you can just use coconut oil because yeah. it has some kind of wonderfulness got, to it. It has the stuff yeah. in it that you need. And if, you, and if you're around a place that has algae, there's really cheap organic coconut oil just... FYI. So, um, anyway, but this is all, so you stir the butter and the coconut oil into your coffee and you're supposed to whip it up. But I suppose Mm. like technically you don't have to because all the, you know, like health wise, all the ingredients are there. It's just like taste wise. Maybe it's better. It gives it a nice smooth. So he basically got this idea from the Tibetans. You know, because the Tibetans are always putting yak butter in their tea. Yeah. And have you ever had Tibetan yak butter no, tea? No. Oh my! So, the only time I've had this. So this is the sort. This is where his own idea came from. Yeah. Um. So the Tibetans and, and this sort of has spread now that the Tibetans have like you know are are kind of refugees in North India and stuff. So when I was in North India, it's the only time I've I've tried it, and it's salted as well. So All it's right. it's kind of salty buttery like oily tea that also has like milk in it i think but it's basically oh my god like there's loads of people that are like love it and actually i've known quite a few people who have like trekked in nepal and like done to base camp or or just gone on treks right and they say that like when you're out there and it's freezing and you're you know you're trekking that stuff is like just incredible yeah, because like it just it's obviously like just feeds your body in a way that's yeah, good yeah. for that environment but um anyway it just it just brought back this memory because it was the one time i went and saw the dalai lama speak up in north india and like they brought around this this tea and i was sitting with the like tiny group of english people because they would they were going they, it was all tibetans right you know so he was he was gonna do the talk in tibetan and we were in the little group that the English translator was going to like, you know, be on the mic and send us, you know, whatever. And they put, brought this tea around and I was like, Oh my God, this is great. I've been wanting to try this tea forever. I took one sip. I was like, and I am good with food. There's right. very little that I cannot. And I was just like, I just could not abide. It. I couldn't even finish the cup. It was so yeah. Oh man. Cause it's the saltiness. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's what they say with the keto, with the bulletproof coffee. Like, Get unsalted butter, yes, like yeah. grass-fed unsalted, unsalted butter, because yeah. salty coffee is nasty, and I yeah. I can 
I don't need to try it to imagine it that's true. It tastes, I mean, I mean, yeah, it has a nice, smooth taste to it. Um, and I think the other, well, part of it, at least when I was into the gig, it was about, it gives you a more sustained yeah. So I mean, so so the deal spike. is okay. Now yeah. this is gonna go into like death in a minute, and yeah. like the so because the guy, the whole thing is about like nutrition and supplements and and sort of hacking your bio because he wants to live to 180 minimum. That's his minimum. That's his minimum. Yeah. yeah. So um and and just to put it out there, I do not want to live to 180. Well, yeah, I'm not interested. I yeah. was just gonna say I'm so, not interested no. in 180. No, no. Although <laughs> keeping yourself in good condition while you're alive would yeah. be not such a bad idea. But um so that that's like I suppose why I'm I'm so interested in this guy and this whole thing. But um yeah. Anyway, it was uh no, it's good. I mean, have you have you had a bulletproof? No, coffee? so I need to try, to try it now. Yeah, give it a shot. I mean, it's I mean, it, it's it has a nice smooth taste to it when you do have it. Did you um, did you like buzz it up? Yeah, I, I mix okay. it in the the like blender blender thing. yeah, yeah blender yeah, thing. Okay. And yeah, and the, I mean, I guess the idea is that it gives you a more sustained release of energy, so you don't get the big spikes throughout the day. I mean, um, so have this. I read this. Well, so did you do, when you were having it, did you just get breakfast? Because this whole thing is supposed to be like, instead of breakfast, mm. you have coffee and a whole bunch of butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a, there's a, like, well, there's a number of different one of those things as well, isn't it? So, so, um, I like coffee and I like butter, yeah. so I'm not, I'm not knocking it yeah, yet. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yes, no, it was so good. So did you stop, did you not have breakfast when you um, were? I don't remember if I, if okay. I did or not. I know... I can't remember if it was just having that and a protein drink because that's supposed to be the first thing to have is some protein. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just doing the protein and then having the bulletproof coffee as my coffee. Right. Okay. It's probably the order of which I did things. Right. Okay. Yeah, but I didn't yep. just have bulletproof. I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Because then I then I, the other article I read was. Um, I think a journalist for The Guardian. And by the way, it was just too much effort to make, which is why I well, stopped making it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so ah. he does he does a two week test run on yep. the bulletproof coffee experience and stuff, and like documents day by day, and it's quite quite funny. Um, but the first few days, he's like starving by ten thirty. But he also does say like when he when he had it, like even from day one. But he's still saying the same thing on day ten and whatever that like. He feels amazing. His mm. brain function is like incredible, you know, whatever. So he's kind of like, he starts off a bit skeptical and actually he's like, wow, this is good stuff. So I kind of feel like, you know, after a week of the kids and the cold and stuff, I'm, I'm quite interested in like, give it a shot? yeah, I need, I need a little improved brain function at this point. Yeah. Well, I've been doing the neotropics as well. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's all brain thing. Okay, so <laughs> and, say more about that. Yeah, well, the nootropics, I mean, there's a whole concoction of stuff that are in these, but you can get them in tablet form. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, essentially... You they're basically supplements, not stuff you put in shakes or both? Yeah, or no, they're, they're supplements, okay. yeah. So, yeah, pill form. So you take a couple of these things, but again, it's supposed to sharpen the mind and increase your focus throughout the entire day. So is um, it is it nutrition based or is it like chemicals or what? Do you know? No, it's, it's it's all nutrition based. I mean, okay. I could I could probably pull it up to you to show you the list of ingredients. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff in it, yeah, but yeah, all, yeah. all natural stuff, not not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. not LSD type well, chemical yeah, induced things. Yeah. Um, 
Although there's a that's another topic in and of itself because Tim Ferriss is quite a. I guess there's a big making a big comeback. LSD is now. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Psychotropics and LSD yeah. is making a big sort of. Um, He's always Tim Ferriss is always experimenting mm. with his like. Well, there's a lot of well, biohacking whole, brain function whole bunch drugs. Of articles and stuff coming out. Even in the mainstream press, they're starting to question again in terms of um, that we should be using it for enhanced sort of brain function and hmm. um, and opening up our experience so I don't know why it's decided to come back into the press and yeah, moving kind of that way but it's 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 happening so I, I, I suspect it may not be too long before um, it might go the way of cannabis and make its way know. back onto the yeah I don't know back onto the mainstream because there's always been this question about you know, when you think about sort of psychotropics. Um, so wait, before you say that, do you feel like those... Nootropics. Nootropic stuff... The work. ...made a difference yeah. to you? Well, here's the thing. Here's the, here is the thing. And it's one of those things where you can <coughs> find yourself getting kind of, not hooked, but you... So, when I take them... Yeah. And you know how... Well, we won't know how. How sometimes, when I didn't take them, basically... You could have the, especially not using my bulletproof coffee, you know, you got the nice spike and then about 11 o'clock, there's just like, ugh, because you're crashing off the caffeine. Right. So with the nootropics, one, a focus through to steady past lunch, even when I take these things. But I have reduced my dosage um, because you got to drink like gallons of gallons of water as well when you have these things plus i'm doing um creatine as well so i got a lot of chemicals pumping around okay, me, right. so, um but yeah i find yeah so i've reduced myself to like just one tablet instead of two or three whatever the recommended piece is and i find that um works just as well at least for me anyway but the sustained sort of focus okay, level so interesting. i don't have a dip at that sort of 11 o'clock ish mm -hmm. type time frame um yeah, so, but I, I finished a batch, and then I didn't have any, and I stopped, and I noticed a difference, and so I got another batch, because it was that kind of thing, it was like, well, is this just in my mind, and am I just focused, because I knew that I took three of these things this morning. Right. So when I finished the first batch, I said, all right, well, because they're not cheap. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And so I said, all right, so I'll leave it alone, but then I noticed the difference in terms of performance, if you Okay. trying to do your thing but then again is that sort of psychosomatic as well oh, I don't it's have so my, hard to say yeah, yeah. yeah so I stopped taking them for a while just to see what the effect was and then I got tired of the the dip so I said oh get me some more so, okay. <laughs> so I bought some more and I haven't noticed it I haven't had the dip anymore okay um so but I also did reduce my dosage so the reason why I sort of wanted to talk about this beyond the fact that it's kind of entertaining yeah. and interesting yeah. and about you coffee. You should see the chemicals I'm popping in or the stuff. I mean, I, I'm doing my multivitamin thing. Um, the Protein stuff. The protein sh shakes. Because you're lifting more now, right? Going heavy again, yep. And the creatine, which also yeah. helps with the heavy lifting. So right. I got that going in, in me. Um, and my snake oil, whatever that is, just the oil stuff, that bee oil, whatever the hell it is. Don't look at me like yeah. I know you're talking about with the snake oil. No, I don't um, know anything about some, that. Well, fish oil, that's it. Oh. My fish oil. And so I got all that sort of stuff pumping in me. So I have my daily concoction of okay. um, things. Nice. I take the creatine like twice a day. 
Yeah. Well, so here's my question, because then, yeah. you know, I'm listening to your like thoughts about Montaigne and your book you're reading yeah. about life, which is also about death. death. And, yeah. um, you know, just thinking about this, Dave um, Asprey is like, I've got to live to 180. And there's been quite a lot coming up for me in my own life. Like, you know, there's um, a, someone who I know whose um, mother is now in her late 90s. So she's like 98. And, you know, just hearing stories about that and what, what that experience, I mean, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but, you know, just sort of thinking about what it, what it means to be that old and, yeah. and have lost most people that you've grown up with and lived with and all that kind of stuff. And then to be, you know, and there, there's various sort of death-related things going on sort of around me. And yet also, and also there's this guy who's like, I want to, you know. He wants to extend I wanna, life. Yeah, and it's kind of like. And that's the old age-old quest, isn't it? Ponce de Leon yeah, and his fountain of youth. Yeah. To but then it's like, it's life. weird because it's like, you know, it just sort of made me revisit it. I mean, I think some people don't think about death as much as I do. Um, but You would have made a good Stoic then. Yeah, well, or a good Buddhist. Yeah, if you yeah. like thinking about death a lot. It's the greatest teacher, apparently. Mm. I actually, I brought, um, I brought my uh, versions of this, which is the old, good old um, Tibetan Book of Living and Dying. Yeah. The Tibetan Book of the Dead is really the original kind of translation of that. Right. But anyway, because um, they basically tell you what happens after death, which is uh, good to know, and uh, if you believe it. Um, but yeah, I just, I find it really interesting, like, this guy who's sort of, like, trying to, he's, like, sort of spending his living life trying to not die, you know, and I, so sort I think, of, I, it, I'm not talking to no. him, so I have, I have no idea, yeah. like, what's is the sort of... Is this not to die or to make himself so super healthy that he lives long because he's taking care of himself? Well, the thing is, you know, we can't not die. Yeah. You know, so I think, no, like... It would take a whole different kind of person to say, I'm going to just, like, hack death. I don't think we can do that. But the, best, the next best thing, if that's what you ideally would want to do, but recognize that you can't, is well, to we just extend that, right? it as yeah, much yeah. as you possibly can, isn't it? But folks Which, like hey, the, I mean, um, I'm not knocking no, no, it, but, you I'm know. I'm just thinking that's like, uh, I mean, that's almost uh, as long as we've been alive that we tried to do that and extend it. Because even when you look at some of the Taoists, um, wizards, I mean, they're supposedly lived for hundreds of years because, again, they've mastered the body thing. Um, but that wasn't like, that was, the, I, I don't know, and again, like, mm. I'm not speaking to them, but in those tr kinds of traditions, I feel like the extension of life is a side effect of their aim. They're not but doing the practices to extend light. That's what I guess I'm, for this guy, is he... Like he's doing all this. Yeah, yeah. He's doing all so this stuff is, to accept. Like he wants. I just wanted his. So his aim is to live to 180. Minimum. His aim isn't to be <laughs> healthy, such yeah. that the byproduct is he lives to 180. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. trying to see if he can. So he is like all into biohacking. So right. his whole like product line. So he's the first person. So he came up with the idea of bulletproof coffee. Mm. But he's also got this like bulletproof supplement series yeah, and yeah. stuff. So yeah. he's like basically become a. He wants like to be biohacking, online, nutritional lifestyle guru, basically. Yeah. And yeah, he wants to be bulletproof. And uh, which, as we said before Luke we Cage. started taping, is, I think is, he could uh, have come up with a slightly better... Luke Cage is bulletproof. 
Do you know, you know Marvel's Luke Cage? Oh. Yeah, he's bulletproof. You but, know what else I'm thinking of like is, um, <laughs> what was that uh, film with Bruce Willis? And it was like, oh, he was on a train and... Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. <laughs> I anyway, don't know. I don't okay, know. Uh, people okay, so are, people this, are listening this guy to me are going to be yelling at me. He's wanting to extend life. So his aim is to see how far he can push life, which is fine. I think he's a good scientist. Um, that would be... It's like, kind of experimental, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, just to kind of sort of, sort but of then push I just, the limits. You know, it's sort of one of those things. It's like, he's 45, okay. Yeah. So it's like, kind of about our age. It's like, it's kind of a different thing to think, I want to live to 180 when you're 45, and pretty much everyone you know and all your friends are still kind of alive, hmm. versus when you get to be 100, and not everybody that you love has been biohacking, yeah. and now you're like, okay, and it's not like you can't meet new people, and you know, make yeah, yeah. new relationships and stuff as you go through your life. But it's not necessarily the same. And I think the human experience of people who are incredibly old, that is part of their, like, what comes out, I think, is that sort of, even when you're healthy, actually, you get to a certain age where you're like, yeah, been I don't there, done that. Yeah, everything's kind of, I've, yeah, I've been there, I've done that. Everything's kind of samey. I don't really have my people anymore. Like, you guys are all kind of young. You grew up in a different generation. I don't really get you anymore. See, you I know, don't know, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, say, because maybe we, that's not everybody. No, because we had the versions of this conversation because we remember episodes, episodes back to you. One of my existential crises is having done a lot of stuff at a younger age. And then reaching yeah, a yeah. point in my life where I'm like, well, okay, this is the same. It's just a, I climbed this mm-hmm. mountain, but I'll climb another one. And yeah, it's a different mountain, but it's just a version of um, the same yeah. thing. So you know, how do you extend that when everything seems to be just the same thing by a different name or version of it? Yeah. And, and again, maybe it's the focus. Maybe, maybe like this guy, Brian, is, his focus is... Dave. Is Dave. Yeah. Maybe the focus is... Is it theoretically possible to live to 180 and let me figure it out? So maybe that's yeah, yeah. given this life purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe that's what I need. Maybe I need to have a life purpose thing to say. You know, what? I'm going to see if I can live to. I don't want to live to 180. So, but I think that's. I mean, yeah. so yeah. So it's. Um, um, and like you said, with so I think I was reading an article about a lady who's she's like 113 or something. I mean, she's really ancient. This lady. Yeah. Um, different culture from here, but she kind of wants to die because. For the reason you were saying it, I mean, she's just outlived everybody else and she's here and there's nothing going on. So it's I mean, like, imagine that, 113, yeah. your children are like in their late 80s and yeah. 90s if they're still alive. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she's, and she's, so she's, you know, she's like, you know, ready for death to sort of come along. Um, yeah. And then I guess there's other people who fear death, who don't, who want to... So I don't know this guy. So I don't know if he doesn't want to die because he fears death and hence wants to extend it, or is it just the pursuit of seeing if I can live long? Where some people's orientation is, I want to do every. I don't want to die. I'm afraid of death, yeah, and yeah, so they yeah. try to hang on to life, and maybe in some cases hang on to life <coughs> too tightly because Excuse they become me, yeah. very risk adverse and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess it's all about the motivation and where you sort of aimed at, and um, you know, this week I've. At least the last couple of days or so, I've been doing a whole sort of. Well, I was reading a book called How to Live, but as I mentioned in a couple of videos I made, uh, Montaigne starts out by this idea of, about death 
and that a good philosophy, a philosophy is learning how to die well. Mm. Um, and even the ancient Greeks apparently had the same orientation. It was about how to have a good death is what you were doing all this philosophy for and exploring for. Um, so that when you got to the point of dying, you could have a good death. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, like Socrates and his whole thing, you know, he the was... The Vikings had that a lot as well, didn't yeah. it? Like the warriors, if you didn't die with your sword in your hand, you weren't going to Valhalla. Yeah, yeah, you got to have a yeah. gotta have a good death. And I was reading, yeah. er, before I got on to Montaigne, I was looking at um, the sort of arete in ancient yeah. Greeks and the whole, yes, this whole virtue and excellence idea. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, your whole pursuit is to do these great things and so that people sing songs about you and then you have a great death but not to sort of die in your bed type thing you don't want to die of mm, old age okay you want to have a glorious death oh interesting yeah. okay um so yeah um so i was been exploring that concept just backhandedly the whole idea of death and i think the montaigne thing was interesting and in, in terms of he got obsessed with death and fear his thing was more about the fear of dying because so many people around him was dying his best friend died yeah young age his brother died at 28 and he was just thinking at any moment death is going to reach out and you know kill me and it was almost a self-fulfilling prophecy for him because he did have a major accident in which he nearly died um i think it was something to do with his horse he fell off the horse and hit his head and kicked something along those lines right and so which is why he retired early and started writing okay. as opposed to doing anything else um, but he just got so obsessed with the whole death idea of dying um, hence why this starts out with the death thing but in exploring that there was you know the sort of stoics and this death meditation and um, and for them it was about understanding death made you appreciate life more so you live more fully so if you wanted to live more fully um, do your death meditations. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about that because that it, for me, that makes total sense because you remember when we did that whole session on um, like sort of binary thinking? Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like you can't, it, it's almost goes without saying that you can't really be living your best life in, unless you're also like contemplating death because those are the two binaries of that situation. You mm. know, you can't be alive without having death as the end point. So I guess, but one of the things in the human psyche, I think, is to naturally think that we're going to live forever because we don't actually, you don't, you don't wake up every day thinking, well, today I'm dying. You just wake up and assume that you're going to be living for the rest of that day. Yeah, that's and the true. Next and day I think, and the yeah. next day, you don't. But, I, but I think that there's, I think there's, you know, maybe a sliding scale of how much you attach to it and, and too much attachment to it, you sort of can almost get paralyzed by, Except you know. the, the, the Bushido and the sort of um, Samurai warriors, exactly for them was to consider themselves already dead. Therefore, do and for them it was do everything, even the small things, as if it was the last time you were going to do it. So yeah. that was the way of increasing total commitment and passion whatever you were doing. I think their situation was that they were seeing that and they were put in those circumstances that like reinforced and supported that kind of mentality. That was the mentality that they had. I mean, the mentality Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when yeah. you're a warrior and you're getting, you know, you're, you're like brothers in arms are also like mm. being put in situations. So you're seeing people die. You're in 
very near death yeah, situations, have, then it's a lot. I suppose it's a lot more prescient in your mind. If you were a good one, because there were the aristocrats who were also warriors who didn't. Because part of so part of where I got that book from was one of the Book of Five Rings, um, and there was almost a berating warriors who don't believe that who were yeah so so there's a school of thought on the Bushido and there were others who were yeah I'm, I don't I'm like you I don't want to die forget all that Bushido business mm-hmm. and so almost a shaming of uh, that type of warrior or hmm. other like who didn't do that um, there was a so there was a so there was a strain that was that's a shame you shouldn't be that the real warrior would be like this you fake warriors are all trying to extend and hang on to life and I suppose what I'm saying is like I mean it was a more violent time in yeah. that sense but then you got warriors of today or and and if you think about our conversation on warriorship um it isn't necessarily about fighting and hence like the Bushido wasn't necessarily yeah, yeah, about yeah, fighting that, yeah. so yeah so the mentality is um about well, because that, that's yeah. my sort of thing with this is, you know, coming from the whole school of impermanence is mm. a reality of life. You know, I'm like, well, what happens if he, you know, this, this, it's like, it's great to, it, I feel like it's one thing to try to hack biology to the extent that you're trying to be as healthy and comfortable in your physical body as possible. Mm for as long as you are alive. But once you start like trying to do things to control when you're going to die, you're in a whole different like philosophical scenario for me because like your biology is only one very small factor in the many many like things that could yeah cause your death. So, you know, but psychologically uh, for that know. guy, I'm, I'm, and I don't know much about him, again, so he's not, it doesn't sound like, and maybe we can have a little Google, that he's put himself on a mountain somewhere away from people and harm, so he's not trying to avoid death, as in getting hit by a bus. So he's not isolated himself. doesn't sound like he's isolated himself from society. No, no. Yeah. Um, but he's given himself an orientation to say, yeah. I want to live to 180. All things being possible. All, all things being equal. So I don't get yeah. hit by a bus or struck by lightning or, you know, someone pushes the... Or my genetics someone, mean that oh, I yeah. develop a Parkinson's degree, disease or... a bomb or, on me or, you know, or, you know, just not too long ago, someone driving home in a flipping car. Or tree I mean, it, the Extinction Rebellion yeah. would say, you better hope that the yeah. Earth is alive in well, yeah, 180 well, the, years. The yeah. Earth, I mean, so all those. So it sounds, it sounds like his orientation is to figure this thing out, and it's a good, yeah, you know, a good way to focus a mind on something. Why not? Um, versus, as you say, the crippling one, as in, I'm trying to live forever, but I'm going to try and isolate myself yeah, from yeah, yeah. everything. Like I don't, you know, make you go through a decontamination chamber before you, you t- come yeah, into yeah, my yeah, house, yeah, yeah. and I'll have my little bubble, and you know, yeah, yeah. because I want to sort of extend. So there's a couple of interesting things about that because um, I think I mentioned in the WhatsApp thing to you. There's a series on Netflix. Uh, it's called Altered Carbon. Okay. Which is well, there's two. There's Altered Carbon. And I can't remember the other one. So I'll talk about the first one first, the one I can't remember the name of. But essentially, the guy did hack death. And I, and what does that mean? 
Well, he think, well, he didn't hack. He hacked death in that he, he was able to go and prove definitively what happens after you die. Okay. So he was gone on to the I other side. I can't believe those words have come out of your mouth. Right. Prove definitively what happens after you he die. Did. He did. Okay. Yeah, so in this, in this movie, he proved that there was life after death. Basically. Okay. So what, how did he do that? Uh, just as, as a good scientist and experimenting and doing things with the brain. But here's the thing that happened in this movie. Once he did do that, once people realized that there was life after death, there became all these... The problem was he was starting to have mass suicides. So people weren't trying to hang on to life because this guy had shown and proved that actually you die and then this is what happens. Right. So if I was tired of this life, so things weren't, people were like, well, things aren't going the way that I want, then they just killed themselves. Oh, they don't they, understand about karma. Yeah, but in his world, there was no karma. You literally... Well, it's not his world. Yeah. The, and the, you know, I mean... In the, the world of his story... Right. And his proving yes. that all the other things mm -hmm. that this is what happens okay i gotta i gotta yeah. totally watch this now yeah you got it, it was interesting because it and yeah, would and i guess uh, for me that may you know so the question would be because right now nobody knows what happens after death so everything's real theory if you knew definitively what yeah. happens yeah. and you had the proof and all of that yeah would you then have the so would you still want to hang on to life it depends on what, what, what the reality that you have supposedly discovered is. Yeah. Because, you know, again, like the Tibetan Buddhists would say, yes, we know what happens after death. We know definitively. I mean, they would say that. Yeah, yeah, they would and say they that. And they would, yeah. they would tell you the don't. stages and you would train for that moment yeah. and you would train through that moment. Um, but have they brought back proof? Have they taken well, someone their, that's their died pr their proof and is come back and say, here's what's on? This is the thing. So, yeah, so I get you. And so, so basically, yeah. well, there, there's, there's lots of things, yeah. but um, one, of, one of the parts of, one of the sort of aspects of that system, if you believe that system, yeah. is that the thing that reincarnates or the thing that lives beyond your body has karma attached to it. So meaning like but your habits happens, and what your whatever. So you, you, if you get tired of this life and yeah. you kill yourself, you are, it's like, it's like they would say, it's like the version of wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, yeah. Like even beyond death. Yeah. So you still have all those habitual, like, you're still things. you. Yeah. There's something about you that is still you. So when you come back into whatever form you come back into, you are still going to be living through these kind of yeah. karmic like patterns. But you have like to believe that though, don't you? That's a, this is a difference for me. So I don't have to believe gravity works in order to fall off of this chair. It just happens. Well, well, people have to believe it unless you feel like you've experienced it and you feel yeah. definitively you have proof. Now, I don't... Yeah. I am not sitting no, here no, saying no. that yeah, yeah. but like for me i believe that there is like something so whatever that thing is there's not different versions for different people it's yeah. like whatever is there is there Unless, and we don't necessarily yeah, know, don't know it there is different versions for different maybe people. there is maybe there is the I, I don't i'm just saying okay, i don't yeah. believe that the christians have a different i mean everybody has a different version and this i guess this was the premise of this show yeah is it now that i could prove that all the versions are whatever right <laughs> because i can show you exactly you know right. so just like gravity i can take this 
thing and drop it, and you'll see gravity pull this glass to the floor and shatter. So I don't know how you cannot. Yes, how that but, not yes, happens, but right? think about like the magic people. Yeah. Think about people that do magic. Like, they can do all kinds of stuff, including sawing people in half in front of your face. Yeah, but an illusion. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's no way of proving it to somebody so unless they're experiencing themselves, right? Exactly. So like this glass, yeah. I can show you gravity. I can yeah. take you high on something and drop you off and show you that gravity works. Yeah, you can. So now what I want and yeah. what this show was saying, I can take you here to, to death and show you what death is like and what's on the other side as opposed to... I was can he like stopping people's hearts and stuff and doing that? Yeah, when this whole experiment, that's how he got to it. But they, he could also, he was able to, I don't know how he okay, was able to. Okay, gotta watch yeah, this. You gotta watch it. Okay. So anyway, so yes, no, I, I mean, uh, yeah. so that was, and again, that was just a piece of fiction as well. Anyway, so. Um, Wait, what was the piece of fiction? That bit about him proving what's on the other side of death. It's just a movie. It's not a documentary. No. Is that why oh, you? Were, is that why you? Lord. Was, is that why you were defending it so much? Well, I'm not defending it. I'm just like curious, no. like. Oh, it was oh, a movie. Come on, oh. it's a yeah. If you know, it was a movie, and then the whole thing what happens when he did do that, the suicide rate increased because people knew uh, they can see they come have on documented. Now. You gotta it. understand. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a, a crazy <laughs> load of um, crazy documentaries also yeah. on okay. Netflix. Yeah, no, no, no. This was this was a movie, oh, and then okay. the other movie was Dang. was altered. I was ready to watch the documentary <laughs> no. of the guy. Oh man. Come on, because right. we probably would have mass suicides if people knew exactly what happens on the other side of death. And okay, the, this is just a fiction. Yeah, it's just I'm, a fiction. I'm reorienting my yeah, brain. Yeah, cool. And then the altered carbon piece, um, you just extend, they, they could extend conscious, so they could extract your consciousness out, basically. Okay. Um, so you didn't die, they just take your consciousness and put it in another body. But okay, then, fine. of course, the rich... The richer you were, the better body you can have to put your consciousness in. Okay. There was only one way for you to really die, and it was almost like a vampire. They had to, they had to. There was a part in your brain that you have to, like a, or more like a zombie. If you, if you crush that bit, or you crush the little capsule that the consciousness was in before it was put into another body, was the only way that you could die. I love how ca- um, how consciousness is in a physical capsule. Yeah, well, they can put it in there while it was waiting for its new body. Okay. <laughs> um, and but then the whole thing, yeah, the rich folks got better bodies, and if you couldn't yeah. really afford a good, or your family couldn't afford a good body, you just got what you got. So you right. might have been a man, but the only thing available in your family's price range was a old, you know, old lady, for instance, yeah. old out of shape lady. Then that's what you got. So you would right. come back as a, you'd be a, you'll have a male consciousness inside of a female body. So you just okay. got whatever body was available to you, basically, unless you could afford a better body. And in, um, in this film, are consciousnesses male and female? Because that's weird. Just saying. Yeah, it was, um, well, you know, the, so yeah, so you had a, so a consciousness was a consciousness, but it had a orientation. So people weren't attached to male and female, is that what you're asking me? Yeah, right, So when okay. people came back into a female body, they were like, oh, I'm a female. It was just like, all right, well, okay, right, I yeah, had yeah. the experience of being male in my life. Right, fine, that makes iteration. more sense. Yeah. Um, a fe- yeah, like yeah. even um, there was a couple um, yeah so th- yeah they didn't have a yeah, hang yeah. up they didn't have a hang up but in terms of what they, they the, the the biology of what they came okay. back in but it did make a difference 
in terms of the body you came back into, whether it was yeah, a yeah, yeah, completely. broken down body or, yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, those two things were interesting. Okay, uh, well, what I want everybody who's listening and is still listening by now, hmm. do you, it, like, I want to know who's, like, doing all this fun, crazy biohacking stuff. Like, are you taking... Yeah like brain oil in the morning like you have to come tell us on twitter because uh yeah well, i don't I, know or I, or, or yeah. if you've had bulletproof coffee i want to hear from you because yeah. i want to hear like what what it's what what there's a lot of cool stuff going on with the whole sort of biohacking world in terms of different things that sort of people are doing and yeah no totally well because yeah. i think the whole dave asprey thing is he's not a medical doctor no, no. and and he's he's part of this new i mean the article i was reading was sort of pointing out he's part of this new generation of people who have access to biomedical data on mm. themselves in a way that were just never possible just like we did in the quantum quantified yeah, yeah, self quantified self yeah yeah so it's that whole movement of 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 hacking our biology and yeah. um which i think is pretty cool and again with sleep and all sorts yeah, of different yeah. things that totally uh, totally and the, in a way it awakens this the sort of tr- the natural scientists in you as well. I mean, because a lot of yeah, people that's a good point. Don't actually, you know, we just you know, you read some stuff. Somebody if says nothing it's else, this it one. makes you really conscious of what you're putting in your body, which we could probably all fall out of at different points. Don't yeah, we? Or, or what you or what you're putting in your body, or what you and what you're doing with your body. Yeah, and I think it, this whole quantified self or biohacking guys, um, again, yeah, because you have now access to better computers and things and technology. Yep. Um, I think it just awakens the true spirit of the scientist. I mean, let me see what happens when I do these things. If I'm a Will Hoff guy, let me see if I can make myself go into sub, you know, in the ice water and not yeah, yeah. freeze to death and that kind of thing, as opposed yep. to just accepting that someone tells you that this is how it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it awakens the spirit. Well, that's what you say it is, but let me go find out for myself. Yeah. what it really is yeah um, so I think that whole biohacking quantify itself stuff is really I mean it's cool if you if you want to have the if you want to spend the time to figure that out I think a lot of people just like accepting what people tell them yeah is the way it is because yeah. I don't have time to be messing around <laughs> well and I mean everybody's yeah. got their own yeah I mean orient, or you their know, own orientation, orientation in terms or, of and what's what they're more, putting their or what's important to them. Like, I don't really, you know, I'm happy to take the fact that you should be drinking milk to get your vitamin D, forgetting the fact that the only reason why you had that kind of milk was because of your British factories and making workers not get enough sun, but they were having problems. They weren't getting getting enough vitamin D, so let's put it in the milk and then tell you that milk is good for you. (laughs) And so, yeah, you got to drink your milk so you get your vitamin D. Um, But, yeah. All right. That kind of thing. So yes. Anyway, cool. I think that's pretty cool. I think um, it'd be. It a, you know what? You should. We should. We should curate a list of movies that um, explore this concept of afterlife or death. Because there's been some really good flicks that. That's true. And in this that. in this list, we will make sure to <laughs> mention the fact that they're. Fictional. They're, they're fictional. <laughs> There's nobody that no, has done a documentary that says, here's Dang. the gig. Oh. At least not yet. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah. B- because that is, I mean, it's a fascinating <laughs> um, 
thing. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about the sort of existentialists who said there's nothing after death. I mean, we're talking like there is. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's maybe there isn't anything. Yeah. And then what Could difference? Be. What difference does that make to your life if there's, if you knew, beyond the shadow of a doubt that this was the only life that you have? Yeah. What difference would it make to how you lived? Yeah. Is the big question. Yes. How right, to well, live? On that note, I'm gonna have another non-bulletproof. Ordinary coffee, ordinary but um, coffee. I'm gonna try by next episode to uh, go make a bulletproof coffee. We well, they've got to have like coconut milk and stuff. You don't have yeah. coconut milk here. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get a real one yeah. by someone who's like. I gotta have my first one be someone who's like into it. Yeah. Well, we can see if that shop around the corner still makes them. Yeah. Because they got all the equipment and gear, exactly. and it's all health oriented. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. cool. That's it.